and welcome to the fourth episode of the Punktastic Podcast. How is everyone? Hello, I'm very well. Are you asking us or the listeners? I wasn't paying attention, I'll be honest. <laughs> I mean, we could rhetorically ask the listeners. Hang on, how is everyone? Oh, good. That's nice. Just a tumbleweed sprawls past. I'm glad everyone's okay. <laughs> well, no, because I like to think that they're replying and you've got to give them a gap to... I'm sorry you're having a bad day. Yeah. They're taking a moment and thinking, am I okay? Or am I not okay? If you're not okay, it's going to be okay. So wise. We're all going to be okay. Live music's going to come back and we'll all have a lovely sweaty time and some dark fruits. So it's all going to be good. <laughs> Give it to me. I suppose I should ask you two how you are. How are you, Andy? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay, thank you. I'm alive and well. Good. Are you here? Are you present? Are you with us? Yes. Good. I don't believe you. How's Liam? I'm good. Yeah, I'm really good. I've had a very productive day and now I'm ready to talk about music with my pals. Good. And technically, when this comes out, it'll be June. Fucking hell. So we'll be we'll be almost at gigs. We might even, I think, by the time this comes out, hopefully, have been to see Puppy. So maybe we already know it's going to be all right because live music is back. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers are firmly crossed. I've crossed my fingers, my toes, my, my balls. Wow. Everything's, <laughs> that's called, everything's crossed. That's called testicular torsion. That's why he's so distracted. He's so distracted because he's twisted his balls. <laughs> I'm just trying to untangle them. I'm sorry. Oh, God. It's like two satsumas in a sock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my band's just picked two gigs so I now I have just praying to the music gods that we're actually allowed to play them yeah. so otherwise I'm going to be really sad so if you're desperate for a gig go and see Hidden Mothers in London and Bristol Bristol yes. I knew it was north but only if you're desperate like hang on a second if you can wait for a real band then you should Penn did you say Bristol is north I mean from Essex everything north of Watford is north to me it's so, technically yes. Very, very yes, west. Yes, I know. I learnt this in uh, 2020 when I went to Bristol to see Beartooth. I thought... It, but it's north from me. <laughs> and you drove up to Manchester. No, I just thought Bristol was more up than than sideways. <laughs> so, But it's still north of me, so it's fine. Well, it's good. Anyway. It's, we've managed to get all the banter in, so that's good. Let's crack on. <laughs> was that what that was? <laughs> Apparently. Totes bants, mate. Totes bants. That's on my checklist. Intro, bants... Now we have to talk about the pickup and what we're actually doing. So for those of you that don't know, we have a little section on punktastic.com called The Pickup, where bands and artists can submit their new music. We have a little look through it and we post it. And this podcast is so that we can have a chat about the tracks that we like. So hopefully once a month we'll bring you, well, we'll bring you six tracks. Whether or not you'll like them all is a completely different question. But we will bring you tracks and... Whether you like them is down to you. We can't really help you with that. You have to put in a little bit of effort. Yeah. <laughs> so, Liam. Yes. You're going to start us off this month. I am. We got. So, the first song of two very different songs that I've got today is a song called Lazarus Moment by, I'm not sure if I'm going to say this right, but the band is called Hertschlager. And it, the song sounds like this. <laughs> Oh, no. 
Lazarus Moment by Hertzschlager. They're a London-based outfit, a side project from an established kind of London band called Allfather, who are also a very, very good band. But basically, I saw them posting about this on Twitter the other week and then popped into the pickup to do my research for tonight and saw them lurking about in there. So this is very much a bit of me. It's got that horrible, grimy, <laughs> kind of D-beat sound. It reminds me of bands like Doom Riders and Coliseum and a bit of like the HM2 core stuff like Trap Them as well. But it's also really fun and really like it's got like yeah. a, a party vibe somehow despite being really heavy yeah. and grimy and horrible. Not in yeah. the same way uh, a couple of weeks ago we talked about uh, New Meds about how they were kind of heavy but still really party but their party was a lot more overt whereas this is somehow party despite not really trying to be um yeah. uh yeah i just really really like it it's really driving it's really kind of just churns away and and just makes me want to dance and drink as is a trend i think that the issue is that i just want to dance and drink all the time regardless of yeah. what's on but this definitely helps <laughs> this gave me some real like action movie kind of vibes to it like the rhythms and the chugging along of it like dudes fucking bombing across on quad bikes taking jumps and then jumping <laughs> off and grabbing the girl giving her a snog and then like <laughs> fucking the climax of essentially i'm thinking of triple x i'm thinking of triple x <laughs> this feels like it could be in the triple x soundtrack triple x with quad bikes yeah quad bikes specifically yeah just a quad bike i now want to see an action film full of quad bikes it's the second time that triple x has been brought up as a reference to something that we've brought in <laughs> But this time I feel like it might be in a good way. It's definitely in a good way, yeah. That's the best thing about that film is the soundtrack. Yeah, the rest yeah. of it's wank. <laughs> but it's, it's you know, that rhythm section is thick mm. and it just feels like weighty enough for the riff to just sort of sit underneath it without it being too flamboyant, despite mm. it being, you know, relatively technically quite impressive. But well, when that bass comes in at the beginning, it's it's just immediately just like rumbling and horrible and yeah just sludgy yeah. fun little tidbit that lee barrett from gallows is going to be drumming for these guys when they play live i don't know if he's on the recording oh, nice. but he is the the live drummer for when they do get around to playing some shows which i thought was pretty cool i've got a bit of a wade era gallows vibe from it a bit as well so 
Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. What do you think, Pen? When he started kind of singing, or whatever we're calling vocalizing, <laughs> like sludgy, sludgy doomy stuff is not my thing. And it was a bit like blah, 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 for me, but I was dancing along in my chair. Like it was fun. I was having a little dance. I really liked it a lot more, I want to say, than I thought I would, but. Than you normally would. Yeah, when it all kind of kicked in, I was like, oh, okay, it's a bit. But no, that was fun. The vocals weren't necessarily for me. I don't want to say. <laughs> when you say horrible, you mean horrible in a different way. I mean, in a, it good, in a way. good way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were horrible in a good way, which is, again, not really for me. But no, I actually really enjoyed that. Again, we're going back to this, but like in a sweaty pub. I feel like that's one of those ones where not even moshing, where everyone is kind of. You can kind of dance to it mm. and kind of mosh to it a bit. And it's just like a fun. Yeah. Yeah. I dug that one. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Totally on board. Off to a strong start. Yeah. And even like it was a little like swampy and sludgy. Like Andy said, it felt really thick, but like not too thick. I don't know. <laughs> it had a bit of a sort of Rob Zombie vibe to it for me personally. Oh. Like vocally, it had that sort of. Yeah. I can hear that. Sort of lower, lower range vocals that. I mean, they can barely fucking make out what's being said. But also, I quite like that sometimes. Well, I think that it's just, it's a, it's nice to hear that, like, kind of straightforward comeback kids, kind of hardcore. Yeah. But yeah. basically sounding like it's played by a sludge band. It's like, I hate God covering yeah. comeback kids. And I'm on board with mm. that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I really like the comeback kid bit to it. But it still, with the sludgy stuff, it actually works really well. Mm. So, yeah, totally. Nice. Good start. Yeah. We're, I was going to say three for one. Is that right? How are we using maths in this? I can't keep up. Well, the right way. What? We've only done um, <laughs> so We've only done one. <laughs> well, I don't use words the right way, so why would I use maths the we're, right way? We're currently one for one, Penny. Okay. Well, there was three of us. That's where I was getting confused. Oh, I see. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fractions are not your strong point. Quick, Andy, what have you got? Quick, go, go. I have brought a band from the south coast close to my hometown called Ariandel, and this song is called The Inciter.
Landau, the insider. What's your initial thoughts? I really liked it. I'm so confused. Okay, so here's a bit of honesty. I know the basis of this band to an extent. She has quite often served me coffee, and it is delicious coffee. That's <laughs> always nice. But regardless of that, I think I think it is good enough to stand on its own without there being any sort of like nepotism bias or you know. Oh yeah, you're fine. You know, I'm trying to push myself to listen to more interesting stuff than just the same old shite grunge all the time. <laughs> and shit like this really resonates to me because I like clean vocals more than unclean. And although they're not True. spot on vocally, I think the instrumentation is interesting and, and thick and heavy enough to to carry the rest of it. I'm a big fan of this song. The only thing that it is missing for me personally is vocal harmonies mm. and i know in some of their other stuff that i've listened to there are there are harmonies and they work really well so that would be the only thing i would bring more to this but aside from that absolutely dig it i'm interested to know what's confusing penny about it <laughs> it's more confusing how i feel about it so when it kicked in see we all listen to this live and then Usually me, I'll make a, like noises and things while I listen to it. I, there, there was an oof. There was a good, like, an ooh. And I was really digging it. it. The beginning part reminded me of Johnny Truant, who I love with all my heart. So I was super into that, was kind of headbanging along. Then those clean vocals kicked in and I did not like it. And then the longer they went on, my brain went, but you do like music like this. So apparently, it might just be because I'm tired, but the switch between the two short-circuited my brain. (laughs) (laughs) And I wasn't keen on it. Like, I... Yeah, I I love the change of vocals and, like, the clean vocals and stuff. Well, I didn't like the change, but I like that sort of thing. And, yeah, like, the longer it went on, I was like, oh, I really really dig this. But then when it went back to the other stuff, I almost wanted that to be two different songs. I liked the components... But that's definitely going to need another listen for me. Just the change. Yeah, I don't... I am very tired today. <laughs> so it could just be that my brain can't process anything. But no, that that change in vocals... I don't want to say wince, but made me go, oh, no, I don't... Whether or not it was... I just wanted more of, of where it had been or whether it was just the change. The clean vocals were a little bit, you know... I have quite a deep voice sometimes for a girl so finding finding my pitch and my register is is a tricky thing to do i'm not saying i'm a singer but it's a tricky thing to do so there were a couple of bits so i was like oof. but that's gonna be a grow i am gonna have to listen to that one again so that didn't really tell anyone anything and i'm still confused but <laughs> <laughs> yeah well whatever it takes to help you process it <laughs> i really enjoyed that They've clearly got a handle on what they want to sound like. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was perfect. I think that the, this is a band still finding their feet a little bit. And the the vocal... I, I kind of get what Penny was saying with the vocals because when they first came in, they are a little bit pitchy and then they're kind of, yeah. you know, fair play to you for, for trying to hit some of those notes, but then they weren't all quite there. But the more it went along, it kind of settled in a little bit and and I thought it was really good. At the minute, they're good. I think they could be great if they mm. just kind of honed in on the the little bits that need work, like the clean vocals. Maybe uh, saying "know your limits" sounds really harsh, but just like you know, 
stick to a register that you're comfortable with until you feel yeah. like you can step outside of it. Yeah. I don't know if part of the thing with the vocals is that they are they're quite high in the mix as well. And I don't know if that maybe makes them a little bit more jarring than they otherwise would be. Like maybe live, it wouldn't be quite as jarring. But yeah, no, I really like this. Their influences on the pickup are Good Tiger, who I've never heard of, so I, I can't say whether they sound like them or not. But they said Deftones and Fightstar, and I definitely hear a bit of both of those bands in there. Probably more Fightstar than Deftones, because something I thought it could have really benefited from was a bit more texture and, and a bit more kind of underlying melody under the really chunky riffs just to make it a bit more interesting yep. and deftones i mean obviously it helps that they've got a, a dj slash sample slash electronics guy but they're really good at taking the riff and then making a, a soundscape out of it rather than the riff having to do all the work by itself so maybe you know maybe lean into the deftones like post white pony deftone side of things a little bit more and they could be really onto something i'd like to see them on a lineup with someone like you know the hyena kill or um, like Elephant Tree or, you know, Gold Key. or We've got quite a few mm. good UK bands, just like straight rock bands at the minute. And, and these guys could be one of them if they just kind of tweak things a little bit, I think. But no, I thought it was good. I think it's got potential, definitely. Well, I think it's one that's definitely, the more you listen to it, the more you notice things. Because there's pinch harmonies scattered throughout it, uh, harmonics mm. throughout it, that you wouldn't necessarily notice unless you're like really blasting it into headphones mm. um have you listened to more of their stuff yes does it lead more say i've now split this song in two halves in my head does their other stuff lean more one way than the other or not really is it still no. a mix no they're they're pretty um you know a, there's a lot of unclean vocals in some there's clean vocals in others there's a slower tracks that are, are more um atmospheric and are, are just clean vocals and they sound you know n- not necessarily better produced but like they're in the right vocal range there's less strain in some of them okay. i think the strain in this particularly towards the like the latter part of the clean vocals was almost a deliberate choice to drop key going back into the unclean vocals but that's my personal opinion I like bands where I think we've meant we've spoken about this before, but I really like bands like Thursday and Touche Amore, where the vocals are technically not very good, as harsh as that sounds, but because it's delivered with so yeah. much passion. Except that song I brought in. Yeah, but that wasn't good, Pen. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if it's delivered with enough passion, it doesn't matter if you aren't quite hitting the notes. In my opinion, in certain styles of music, at least. But this didn't quite have the emotional heft to get away with not quite being on the key for me. Yeah. So a fun fact about the coffee shop that the bassist works at, it's previously had a member of Harker working there Mm. and Andrew Fisher from Basement working there as well. (laughs) Nice. Wow, it's like a really talented coffee shop. Yeah, I am knocking back coffee like it's going to give me talent, but it's not... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think didn't we speak a couple of weeks ago about Brighton and how it's just got so many good bands like it's it's pretty ridiculous really maybe you're getting the wrong type of coffee I mean maybe maybe it's in the coffee and you're getting the wrong type I mean I did try that like cat shit coffee recently and it was not that nice did you yeah this is a conversation for a different time let's move on <laughs> hang on no I'm not moving on cat shit coffee <laughs> yeah it's like um like a weasel cerevit or something what? Cerberus. Yeah, this cat-like thing. It eats these coffee beans in wherever it lives and then it can't digest them, so it poops them out. 
and then I'm assuming they wash them and then they roast them and they turn them into coffee. It's fancy. Can't they yeah. just turn them into coffee before they get pooped? Apparently, the cat's insides do something to make it. Oh, so it, the, the, I don't know what it is. It's it's the a shitting process that adds to the flavour. Maybe like the stomach acid process rather than the shitting. <laughs> but who knows? I'm I not mean, a coffee scientist. It was very silky. It's a civet cat, and it was very silky. Silky. It had like quite a nice soft mouthfeel, but the aftertaste <laughs> was just fucking horrible. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I'm really uncomfortable right it was now. unnecessarily bitter. Was it mouthfeel that did it? It was the words mouthfeel that did it, yeah. It was um, it just, it made me, uh, <laughs> made my skin crawl a little bit. That made me uncomfortable last month with that track, Mouthfeel. Yeah, Mouthfeel and like band. two Satsumas in a sock. I'm not onto a good week this week, am I? So to get away from Andy's horrible imagery <laughs> and to possibly upset the boys... As usual, I bought you some more pop punk. Yay. Hooray. <laughs> this is the new Pacific with End of the World.
That was End of the World by the New Pacific. So before I ask the boys, and so that we don't necessarily repeat ourselves every time I bring a pop punk track, <laughs> the boys aren't massively keen necessarily, but also we all know that anything new and pop punk is not going to be groundbreaking. It's not going to reinvent the wheel it's going to have woes and it's going to have key changes and it's, you know, we're not expecting anything mind-blowing. But you never know. Maybe some people are not old and set in their ways, like me, at least, and are looking for some new pop punk. And I just found it fun and I enjoyed it. I mean, it's the same with all these pop punk songs that I like. <laughs> they make me happy for three to four minutes and give me a little something to sing and dance to. And yeah, so I'm not expecting, you know, this to... This to change anyone's life, but you never know. What did uh, <laughs> what do you guys think? I never realised you were so big into pop punk. I thought you were like just a bear tooth. But every week you're like, here's well, two pop punk songs. Someone enjoy them as well as me. I think they just make me happy lately because I'm I'm such a sad girl all the time. Because you're fucking yeah, you're miserable all the rest of the time. I'm either emo or like pop punk. Also, they gave me very very strong Mayday Parade vibes, and we know I love to go to Mayday gigs and cry as a pastime. So that probably helps too. So this gave me a kind of uh, Spanish love songs feel without the sort of angst and charm. Hmm? You know, I like a sad boy. That's in my wheelhouse. But uh, it's, you know, it's technically fine. Yeah. It's not necessarily anything that I would rush back to. I wouldn't necessarily turn it off if it came on, depending on the mood I was in. It's not bad. We've definitely heard worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, And, you know, it, it's good. It does what it does. I know a lot of people who would like this. But as you say, it's not my kind of vibe that said i'd be interested to listen to some of the other stuff i was kind of disappointed that there were woes in it because i no. thought we were going to get through it that was the straw that broke the camel's back up until that point i was genuinely quite enjoying it i was doing a little you know tap along to the beat i mean what can we do instead of woes can we get rid of woes and replace them with something else or just the problem is i don't honestly think you can like pop punk is no unfortunately such a a limited genre that yeah. there's only so many things you can do until it's not pop punk anymore yeah i mean it's it's not going to come as a surprise to anyone that that i didn't enjoy that i thought it was perfectly good for what it was like it you know it's well produced and well put together and everything else and it, it sounds like a good pop punk song but the problem is is that it sounds like every good pop punk song like the yeah. notes of the chorus I play bass, it's three on the second string, three on the top string, five on the top string, one on the top string, which is also the same chords as Damn It by Blink-182, What's My Age Again by Blink-182, a bunch of New Found Glory songs, a bunch of Green Day songs, yeah. probably a bunch of all-time low songs, I don't know, I've never listened to them, Full Out Boy songs. <laughs> and I know that there's only so many chords and there's only so many orders you can put them in, but honestly, like... Must be the most like the most yeah. common chord progression in the history of music. I just I couldn't get past that. Kind of part of the reason that I brought it is the whole point of this is to bring new music to people. Yes. Yeah. And although it's been done, like, you know, it's still new music. They've done one EP called Cycle that I could find that came out in 
2019 and then a bunch of singles last year mm. but i also haven't looked at our demographics lately it makes when you said about like blink and newfound glory and stuff like we're all in our 30s yeah and i don't know any children like are <laughs> <laughs> are like 15 year olds when they're coming into pop punk or they're coming into their own music a blink too old now this is like a genuine question like like you know when i was 15 and i discovered green day and whatever like kids aren't getting that's they're not their gateway bands are they i assume no, it's i guess not so i'm wondering like that's kind of why i bought it to be like the young bloods and post malone wasn't it well yeah but that's kind of why i bought it i'm not sure if pop punk is a gateway drug to rock music like it was when we were younger i think that the kids now are coming in through through stuff like young blood and you know that that more kind of like pop with a metally kind of edge and i think bands like bring me the horizon and architects are accessible enough now that it's very true a lot of kids probably don't need a step before that anymore so i don't even know and plus like pop punk's full of fucking nonces and the kids these days are wise enough to stay away from it (laughs) <laughs> I'm also not convinced that any 15, 16 year old listen to this, but I just kind of feel like if you didn't have any pop punk or any band mm. that you had connected to yet, like this, if you heard this, like they're fairly new, like this could be kind of like a fun Mayday-esque band that you could be like, oh, I like them and they're new enough. And then maybe, you know, you're 16, 17, 18 and you can go and see them at tiny shows yeah. and have a great time and get into things that way. Because otherwise you want to go and see Blink. I mean, when they was it the o- they play at the O2 yeah. and stuff. 60 quid a ticket. Mm. Yeah. So it kind of made me think like, is this like maybe not a gateway, but like uh, if you're kind of getting into pop punk like finding like a small band that do it mm. well that you could really get into and like get a connection with was kind of where i was going with that i think i think the reason that people of our age kind of got in through pop punk is because a it was fun and b it was accessible enough to play like you're right it is generally three four chords you just repeat over and then say you know you learn a couple of C chords, a G, an E, and a D, and you're fucking away and can play 90% of all pop punk from the 90s. Yeah. I suppose that's part of it, is that because in the 90s when we all heard this music for the first time, it was genuinely quite new and exciting at that point. So I suppose, like, if you're not jaded old fuckers like we are, like, when you first get into music when you're a kid and you hear bands that you like, your immediate thing is... I need to hear every single band that sounds even remotely like this. In which case, you know, this is as good an example of this kind of pop punk as you'll find anywhere else. But, you know, if you are looking for something a bit different, this isn't it. No. I think I've been, because we know I love nostalgia, I've been going through some stuff and I just remember being kind of 16, 17, 18 and finding bands and getting to go and see them in small venues Mm. and I don't want to say growing up with them, but you know, you get them. I'm not saying this band will or will not get big because like you say, there's pop punk everywhere. Mm. Yeah. But like you've, you've got that band that are like yours for a little bit. Yeah. But now I feel old because I'm like, I don't even know if that's how kids fucking consume music anymore. Do they just go straight into young blood at the forum with their parents when they're 14? I have no idea anymore. With streaming. I mean, kids can access all the music in the world immediately from True. from the first day that they decide they're into music. So it's not like it used to be where you discover a band yeah. and you're like, 
this is mine. I will hold on to this. Like, oh, that makes me. You sad. discover a band and you'll tell everybody on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok about it, and then you know, then it's everybody's favorite band. But like I say, you know, I'm sure that when we were 15 and listening to bands that objectively probably weren't doing anything special, but it felt special because it was part of our youth. The 35-year-old yeah. miserable old bastards at that point were probably like, why do you like that? <laughs> yeah. That's nonsense. But it doesn't matter, does it? If it's good to you, then it's good. But I just didn't get anything out of it, that's all. No. I, I didn't expect you guys to. I think if you take the O's out and the, yeah. you know, some of that crap, you could quite easily tag this along with Spanish love songs and Menzinger's... Oh, Mayday Parade could play this and you wouldn't know it wasn't a Mayday Parade song. Yeah. yeah. I think the difference with like Menzingers and Spanish love songs, though, I feel like it's a bit more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A bit more mature and a bit more dignified and the and the songwriting is really kind of tasteful and classy and it they don't go for tropes as much. Whereas this is obviously just all of the tropes done really well, but there's no personality no, and to be honest, again, like we say, every month bands have other songs. So their kind of bio of the song, it just says, simply put, this song is a sing-along anthem to the apocalypse. The track is an ode to a party at the end of the world. Well, the building is burning, we're dancing the whole way down. It's a big, hopeful anthem rock track. Get off the wall and come dance with us. So I don't know, but I like to think like this is their party song. And maybe I'm not saying they're going to write a song about, I'm trying to think of something serious, like <laughs> physics. But fucking you know what physics. I mean? like, <laughs> what? physics is very serious. Microbiology. Sure. You get a lot of pop punk know. songs writing songs about physics. Well, uh, Dexter from the Offspring wrote "Keep Them Separated" about microbiology. He's a microbiologist. He's written some pretty dreadful songs as well, though. <laughs> How do you know these guys aren't physicists? But what I'm saying is, taking this track and the fact that it's a party song doesn't necessarily mean that all their other songs are quite as silly. I mean, look, I I enjoyed it for what it was. That's all I and wanted. I, it's something that I would not necessarily turn off. I listen to other bands that are similar to you know. I keep banging on about fucking Spanish love songs because I genuinely enjoy them. And I know that they're like the angsty, you know, thirty something no hopers. But this might be the same, and they might need another you know EP to really hone that down. But there's no reason that they couldn't do that. I'm just trying to make you guys have fun, and I'm failing. Pop punk is like a, such a broad umbrella these days and it's either fucking so generic pop punk or it's not pop punk at all and it's just got that label and it's sometimes difficult to separate them but I wouldn't necessarily say this was pop punk if you take the O's out. Oh, it definitely still is. It 100% still is. It sounds like Mayday Parade. Interesting. And, and Mayday Parade are a pop punk band. It's just... To, there's there's nothing else in there for me. Like it's just pure a pure pop punk song. I don't hear the Spanish love songs thing at all because I think that they've got a bit of gravitas to them, and this hasn't. I think instrumentally they've got it. They're they're pretty similar. I think all is missing is just like a, a slightly deeper outlook on life, and you know, weeping about being poor and being fucked by the government. <laughs> yeah, if they were the same musically, but. You know, the vocalist or either the vocalist style or lyrically, if I felt like, wow, I'm really feeling this person's personality come through, that would be the only thing that would have to change for me to enjoy it. But because it just felt like this is pop punk by numbers and we're not taking any risks whatsoever, it could have been 
a n other pop punk band, and and that's yeah with, with any genre. If it could just be any old band from that genre, that's never gonna get me excited or make me want to check out more for what they do. Yeah. Well, if this is anyone's new favorite pop punk song, let me know. <laughs> it might be. It might be. It might be. Go on then, Liam. Have you got anything fun? Oh, have I? It doesn't necessarily have to be fun, to be fair. Oh, it is, though. It's very Ooh. fun. This is 003 Hiya by DJ Perro.
Yeah, so I'm going to try and, for Penny, do the Miss Piggy voice this time. So that was 003 by DJ Perro. Oh my God, that was amazing. (laughs) That was so fun. They are a Mexican instrumental math rock band. Their influences on the pickup were Chon and Polythia. And so I watch you from afar. And I can definitely hear all of that in there, like that kind of really kind of vibrant, upbeat kind of math rock. But that like walking bass line that it had going pretty much all the way through it gave it like a like a vaudeville yeah. circusy kind of vibe. Like the sort of thing off the first Panic at the Disco album. But then also some of it sounded like it might be the soundtrack to a Sonic the Hedgehog level. Yeah, <laughs> so, maybe that's why I liked it. Also, some of it sounded like the music they play in Nando's. <laughs> and I was just like, just, just completely. Do Nando's have specific music? Yeah, have you never been to Nando's? And it's just like it's always like really like. Yeah, but I've just never noticed. It's always like flamenco-y kind of like Latin music, which obviously with mm. these guys being Mexican, it makes sense that that influence comes through. But I just, yeah, I was just completely fucking baffled by this, and I appreciate that you guys are probably even more so because you've only had one listen to it, and there's a lot to unpack. But thoughts. I'm surprisingly non-confused. Oh, good. Uh, I'm also not that confused. It made me feel weirdly nostalgic. And I think that's because I've written Sonic down Sonic levels, question mark, and also Biker Mice from Mars. Oh, right. Oh, nice. <laughs> it I just remember. had like a real... I feel like this is more our demographic, not 16-year-olds. <laughs> it had like an 80s cartoon feel to it. And I'm like, <laughs> fucking yes, please. Like a little bit like the Super Mario Brothers cartoon as well, if anyone remembers that. Yeah, oh man, that was a mindfuck, but yeah. Do you remember about um, sort of uh, maybe 15 years ago or so, there was a big thing of like 8-bit chiptune music and people making like experimental music with Game Boys and stuff. And like it it. it gave me me that kind of, obviously like it's live instruments, but it was so compressed and synthesized that it also kind of felt like it was a Game Boy music. Like Anna Managuchi. Yeah. It, I just I fucking loved it. I haven't got loads to say about it because it's just mental. And like I said, it sounds like Polyphia playing a Sonic the Hedgehog theme tune in Nando's. But <laughs> if that sounds like a bit of you, <laughs> then you should check this band out. Apparently, it is. I think you'd struggle to hear that and not not smile at least. I don't know how much of it I could listen to. I mean, it definitely gave me a cheeky little grin, but I don't know how much of that I could listen to without you know potentially turning homicidal because it it's just too much going on at points which i'm you know into but also for a short period of time yeah otherwise it's too much it is a lot it's a lot to take in like i feel like a whole album of that would just be exhausting Mm. yeah i haven't listened to any of their other songs i've literally listened to that one but i am going to go and check out the other stuff because i'm hoping that there's a bit more yeah they seem like they're experimental enough that there's bound to be some variety on an album. So I'm going to go and have a plow through and see what's yeah. out there. Uh, this is going to make me sound like a terrible editor, but I never really listened to or really knew what math rock, what's that other kind of shoegaze and math rock and that like math core kind of stuff. Mm. I never really knew what it was or had listened to it, but loved this. We got partway through and I did have to ask if there was words because I like words, but I can also see, like, I don't know how you would put words over that. Yeah. Like, it's too, there's too much going on. You just have to do, like, um, like Last Hyena did and just put one sentence in. Yeah. From that Doctor Puss song that we had last time. And, like, I only recently heard 
Goat by Polyphia that I really enjoy. So maybe Mathrock is becoming more of my thing. Yeah. Like, to be honest, I haven't listened to anything apart from on here and that one Polyphia song. But Penny's going to turn up next month with some, like, maybe. eight-string fan-fret guitar, completely instrumental <laughs> rock jazz band. <laughs> and I'm here for it, personally. And I'm going to show up with a pop-punk song. <laughs> I'm going to stick to my brand. <laughs> I think it was kind of comforting in a way, like with the subconscious nostalgia, like you said, like the Sonic the Hedgehoggy type stuff. I really enjoyed that. I think I'm a bit like Andy. I don't know how much I would listen to. Like I quite like um, Carpenter Brute mm. with their kind of 80s movie, but I can only listen to that for so long as well. Again, I don't know whether that's because there's a lack of words and that's my thing with music, but yeah. I definitely need to check out some more of them, some more Polyphia and maybe find myself some math rock you should listen to um on youtube there's an audio tree session of chon playing a song called bubble dream that is wonderful and you should absolutely make that your first port of call for math rock because it's just delightful and they're like 12 and it's sickening how good they are okay 12 well they're not 12 but they're really young (laughs) oh that's cool though but like i i think i'd like to see this band play like arc tangent i think they'd be a no-brainer for arc tangent and would sit in really nicely amongst all of that Mm. wiggly nonsense that they have at that festival (laughs) wiggly nonsense just thought that this was very very different and i was happy to stumble upon it into it andy are you going to stay on brand or go off brand with your next one um, I will stay <laughs> there on There are no brand. other options. I'll stay on brands. <laughs> I'll make it quick and painless for you, Ben. Oh, he's so good. This is Message of a Teenage Martyr by Quick and Painless. You should host this. <laughs>
Message of a Teenage Martyr by Quick and Painless. I don't know what it is about that song, but I have not been able to listen to it just once. Every time it gets to that ending sort of feedback loop, I'm fucking banging it back on again constantly. And I, I, I don't really know why. I don't know whether it's like the lead up into the chorus that's like feels really poppy and sort of emo and I don't know, but I cannot get enough of it. I can tell you why you keep putting it on. <laughs> Is it the sad boy? <laughs> no, it's because it's fucking wicked. It's um, mm. it's just great. It's so like just reminds me of like three cheers era my chem, which is you know I will not accept arguments mm. the best era of my chem, and yeah, I just thought it was fucking awesome. I haven't got a lot to unpack about it. I just loved it. There's a hint of Fallout Boy in there. Yeah. There's some Brendan Neary vocals in there. That theremin comes out of nowhere. Yes, love yeah, that. Yeah, that was fun. I just, I I don't know. I don't know how to express it. So this is off the Living Loving the Lie EP. It came out as we're recording eight days ago. Nice. And I have listened to it maybe a dozen times <laughs> in the last three days. Getting those Spotify numbers up. Yeah. This is how, like... We were literally saying 10 minutes ago, like, how do you make pop punk more interesting? This, you know, this has got bags of personality. Like, I can, you know, feel the the people who make up this band throwing themselves into the music that they're making and, and you know, can feel the passion coming off of it. It's just, like, trundling away and sounds like it could all fall apart. And then there's a fucking theremin solo. And who saw that coming? <laughs> and it's, it's just really good. It's like my chem, but in space. <laughs> There was almost a part where I didn't like it. So I was into it. And then the theremin, I think when he started singing, I wasn't massively keen, but that didn't last very long. You made an audible groan. I did, didn't I? Uh. And I don't know. <laughs> and then that chorus and you were immediately fucking bopping away. I could see you. Yeah, I don't know. I know this doesn't make for very good podcasting when we're like, I don't fucking know. I don't know whether it was just his vocals that made me go, uh yeah, again, it's another grower for me. I don't want to say I've immediately forgotten it because I haven't, but it was enough where I don't remember it and I'm like, I need to listen to it again so I can... I don't feel like I've digested that at all and I don't mean that in a bad way. I feel like that has just washed over me and I'm like literally like a wave and I've gone, what the fuck was that? I need to do it again to appreciate it and to really get into it, get my teeth into it. I mean, it's pretty mm. pacey. Like it's a song that doesn't really give you much of a chance to settle into it. It just hammers away for, you know, three and a half minutes or how well, two and a half minutes. It's just a just a short, sharp punk rock song. Mm. I do have to bring up something weird in the for fans of that one of the bands that yes. they've listed as their for fans <laughs> of is Franz Ferdinand. Yeah. Is that maybe the theremin? I think maybe there's another band called Franz Ferdinand that we haven't heard of that is a completely different <laughs> band to the Take me out to that band because I definitely did not get any of that. You're so good for fucking sound bites. Thank you. Uh, but they, you know they put Mike in there for fans off as well, and yeah, absolutely. Like three cheers for Sweet Revenge era. Mike M is all over this, but not in like a derivative way. Like I don't think oh they're just trying to sound like Mike M. Like nice. it's very good by itself, but you can hear that quite obvious influence as well so i had a couple of other tracks lined up i heard this one and was like fuck this everything else get in the bin we're fucking talking about well, this. in the bin for later on not in the bin yeah, in, the, in bin. the bin till next month in the bin till next recording yeah but it's just a party and i i can't explain why i like it i just know that it makes me feel something and i have an urge to just put it back on again 
It's a bit like Boyd's Bike Thief yes. that we had in the first episode, where like it, it's just fun for a very short period of time, and it's almost like it's not enough. Yeah. It's a shot of whiskey, and all I want is fucking more whiskey. I want a double. You want the bottle. I yeah. want to listen to it again, and I want to put it on again, and then yeah. I want to put it on again. That's fair. Yeah. I think this is kind of the opposite of that track that I shared, that Sonic the Hedgehog one, where it's like, oh, I don't know how much of this I could take, whereas this is like, that's not enough, I need more of this, I need to- to get yeah. it in my ear hole, mm. in my mouth feel as soon as possible. Oh. <laughs> I'm not letting you guys talk about this again. So I've worked out my subconscious theme for the tracks I've picked this week. I have picked tracks that sound like bands I already like, which is a little basic. Sorry, everyone. I haven't really pushed a boat out this month, but um, I like the bands that I like because I like them. So this is a band from Toronto called choices made. side roads by choices made so yeah if you're like me and you already listen to cancer bats and the bronx that won't be new to you but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing that's the penny bennett sound i was expecting less of this pop punk shit more of that please i've been trying not to look for in the genres or the for fans of section and try and find stuff i really listen to and like we've said it does depend on what we get sent into the pickup and a lot of it is we get a lot of punk and a lot of pop punk which might have something to do with the name Punktastic, but you never know. <laughs> but yeah, I heard that and immediately was like, oh, I love this. I love this because it sounds like other stuff that I love. Like I said, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm intrigued to what Liam has to say because I know he also likes Cancer Bats. I do love Cancer Bats. I have a Cancer Bats tattoo on the back of my neck. I love that band. This does sound very much like Cancer Bats, particularly sounds like they're quite early stuff while they were still a bit more punk and scrappy yeah. rather than like, the more metally stuff that they've done later on. 
they're obviously from Toronto, which is I don't know exactly where Cantabats are from, but I'm pretty sure it's Toronto or somewhere it's nearby. Canada, isn't it? Yeah, it's that <laughs> that side of Canada as well. So you know, I think that it would probably be very surprising if this band had been like Cantabats. No, I've never heard of them. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it is. It's really good. I mean, the difference between this sounding a bit like Cantabats and something just sounding like every other pop punk band is that there's fucking loads of pop punk. There's not that many bands that sound like Cantabats. So if, you know, if these guys are one of a handful, fine, you know, more, more power to them. It's a sort it's a style of music I enjoy and, and I don't feel like the music scene is inundated with stuff like this. At the minute, at least, I'm always happy to hear more of it. And this is very good. They're fairly new from what I can tell. I think they had an EP out in 2019, then some singles. And then their new EP, Reason for Conflict, is out on the 14th of May. I dug it. Not got too much more to say, to be honest. No. It was... Uh... It is my usual brand when I'm not being a sad emo. Yeah, but it felt pretty cathartic. It, you know, it was... I don't want to keep saying thick, because I feel like I've said that for everything. Thick. I'm running out of words, to be honest, Pen. It's all right. But, uh, I didn't have that many to start with. Pick a synonym for thick, and it's like that. Girthy. Let's go for chunky. And I feel like with the last one, we were like... And again, this is not a bad thing. Like The last one, we were like, oh, that's too short. I want more. This one, this is just under two minutes, and that was the perfect shot yeah, of whiskey. It was just right. Like, I would listen to the EP and take in more of the whiskey. This was the perfect amount in one go. Yeah, I agree with that sentiment. If you're just doing sort of balls to the wall hardcore, two minutes is plenty of time to get everything that you need to get out. There's no airs and graces, there's no pretense about it, is it? It's just hard and fast and angry, right. and then it's done. And that's fine. That's great. More of that. Yeah, hardcore is not normally my um, genre of choice. I'm not opposed to it. I do sometimes find it's not that particularly melodious, but it depends on what you're listening to, obviously. But I would listen to more of that. I'd chuck it on. If it's on a playlist, I'd leave it. Yeah. I'd cue it. I'm struggling with my favourite this month. Is anyone... You can pick your own if you like, but... I think my favourite of the ones that were not mine was that quick and painless one that Andy chose. Because it just... The whole way through it, I was just like... This is wicked. I love this. It reminds me of bands I like, but it also sounds like its own thing. And that's what you want when you hear new music. I think you want to hear familiar, but also something a bit different. And I thought that was really good. And I'll be going and and checking out more of that alongside more of that weird Sonic the Hedgehog band. That's going to be my homework for this week. Yeah, I think that might be my favorite. I honestly think the quick and painless one, that's completely washed over me and I have no idea. And I need to go and listen to it half a dozen times to work that one out. So I think maybe the DJ Pero Sonic the Hedgehog, we shouldn't call it We that. shouldn't. That may well not be at all what they're going for. Yeah, we mean that in a good <laughs> in a good way. Yes. But I also have shut the window now, so I don't remember what it's called. But yeah, I'm really digging that. And I'm vaguely excited to continue my mathcore journey. I would like to say as well that I'm excited to hear more from Ariandel maybe a few years down the line. I think that they could be onto something. But I don't think they're quite there yet. Uh, I'm going to punt for uh, Hirschlager, I think. Yeah? Ooh. Nice. I mean, if I'm picking mine, it's obviously quick and painless. Because that's... It's still in my fucking head. But if I'm not going for that, yeah, Hirschlager, I think. Those are Hirschlager and Choices Made songs are quite a nice sandwich for this episode, I think. Because they're both kind of oh, yeah. sludgy and horrible. And then we've got some <laughs> yeah. a bit of a mixed bag in between. They are, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That was a nice, varied... I'm definitely going to go back and listen to that New Pacific one. I'll be totally honest with you, it was a toss-up between that and Hirschlager. Interesting. 
What, the really, the pop punk one? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, part of me now wants to go, Andy, if you're going to embrace that, I can give you a Mayday Parade playlist that will... No, I think I'm making this. (laughs) But they're they're the same. They're very similar is what I mean. So, yeah. Anyway, we don't need to talk about any more pop punk. No. So that was our six tracks for the month. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it and you're enjoying the pickup and finding some new bands. We've also got another new-ish feature and Andy is going to talk about it because he is the wordmeister, but we'll see how that goes because apparently all he's got are the words thick. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm completely riffing this. As part of the site and like we're obviously big fans of music and we try and push new things and we're, you know, we're quite community driven, I would think. And as part of that, we have created this really thick, uh, (laughs) (laughs) we've created uh, a Patreon called the Self Care Club. So this is very much a community driven thing where we have a Discord server that includes people on it who then help us build articles. And we do playlist features where the patrons and members of the server chuck in songs and like write a couple of sentences about why they like them and then we throw it out to the public. And it's... Uh, for us obviously we're used to getting our name out and representing bands and stuff but for people who don't necessarily have that opportunity it's a good way for them to feel involved in the community if that's how they want to do it it's a nice way for people to shout about bands that they like like we get to do this on here sure but it's nice for the patrons to be like this band are great i really like this song and they can put that out into the world and we can all just promote the things that we love which is nice yeah, and we've we've had, you know, smaller local bands cropped up in the articles and the playlists. And I think it's good to push them, you know, here as well as there. We also offer a higher tier that has a charity donation to the pen. Our current charity is the Music Venue Trust. Obviously, it has been a fucking horrendous year for everyone. I know that I've given money to a couple of venues to keep them open. Luckily, we managed to save the Black Heart in London with charitable donations and the Music Venue Trust are a great charity that work with trying to get some money out of the relevant governments and things, but also through charitable donations to then provide those donations to our grassroots venues that need it really. So currently that is our charity at the moment. So if you join that tier, then we will make a donation to the Music Venue Trust on your behalf every month. Yeah. That tier also includes quarterly merch. So what have we done so far, Pen? We did shot glasses, some incredible shot glasses. We've got calendars. We had etched uh, shot glasses. Sunglasses. Sunglasses are coming. Sunglasses will be for the lucky patrons of this month. No, that's coming up. Can't tell you about that one or that one. (laughs) It's all very secretive. We've got shirts and we've got tote bags and we're trying to do... Just some fun things to give back to, you know, you guys are paying a bit of money to support us. It all goes into running the website. You know, none of us get paid for this. We've got the £2 a month tier if you just want to help us keep the servers running and things like that, which is appreciated. But if you want to pay a little bit more, we'd like to give you a little surprise. We're also hoping when we get a few more patrons and build up the community for people that are interested in maybe writing or music photography we're going to try and do some Q&As with some of our writers and some of our photographers. Podcasters. Podcasters. <laughs> you know, a lot of people that love our site love it for the same reasons that we do. And if we can help them 
like I said, with this, share the music they love, help them learn, you know, with their writing skills to get that out there or their photography skills. We just want to have a nice little community and all help each other and make our scene a lovely place. Yeah, it's important to me. It's important to Penn. We've invested a lot of time into it. We love it. And as much as we love the pickup, we love this as much. They are like two dysfunctional children. Oh. It gives us opportunities and people who aren't necessarily associated with us opportunities to join, you know, the wider Punktastic team and the self-care club and gives opportunities to people who wouldn't necessarily have it, you know, to, to share music and to talk to bands if they want to. You can go to patreon.com forward slash Punktastic and it's there or there is a self-care club label on the Punktastic website. And you can find us on all the other socials, as usual, at Punktastic, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Also, if you are a band or an artist and you'd like to submit your tracks to The Pickup, if you head to Punktastic, there is a section called The Pickup. It's much easier than telling you the web address. And you can click the button that says send us music, fill in the form, and... Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt. Robert's your mother's brother. I mean, none of these things are true, except the send us music bit. So, yeah. <laughs> Again, our lovely theme music is given to us by Shower of Teeth. So thanks very much for that. And thank you all for listening. Oh, this is like, I just feel really like lovey-dovey and nice. We're all going to help each other get through this. You look like you're getting emotional about it. A little bit. Do you want us to bring you down a peg? No. Would that help? It's because she's wearing a cape. It's impossible (laughs) to be unhappy when you're wearing a cape. I'm very tired. It's four minutes to ten. I'm immediately going to go and get into bed. So yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.